Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. That's fucking minging, that. I tell you what, that is fucking men against fucking boys all over the fucking park. Fucking weak as piss, they are. Hello everyone and welcome to the Rooker Report Player Ratings Podcast in association with the Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. It's Gavia back after the Plymouth game and it was absolutely shite, wasn't it John Stacey? Yes, it was Gavin Henderson. Yeah, Connor Bromley, what did you What did you make? You, you, what are you smiling at? We're just being humped. Well, say no, I'm, I'm smiling more at the fact you just went full name. Yeah. No, I would say I'm embarrassed. I would say that's that's where I am. I'm just embarrassed to be a Sunderland fan. Got Newcastle fans whinging about getting beat off Arsenal. Yeah. And we're sitting here getting beat at home again against a really, really shit team. Yeah, even the dogs viewing it can probably hear them. Um, it was absolutely dross that second half. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll quickly run through the game. First half started terribly. They went ahead very early. Typical Sunderland giving away a stupid early goal. Um. Then on from there, we actually improved, I felt, although we sort of lacked a plan. We improved. Going into half-time, I felt pretty confident, actually. I thought we were okay. Second half, we started well. O'Brien gets a goal. McFadzian providing the assist, which was the only good thing McFadzian did in the whole game because he was the worst player on the pitch. Probably closely followed by Charlie White, but we'll get on to that. Then as the game moved on, Plymouth inevitably scored pretty much straight after we did. And uh, we were fairly toothless for the rest of the game and didn't look like a team challenging for promotion, which is what has been the case for majority of the season so far and sort of begs the question now, doesn't it, Connor? Is this team capable of promotion? Because we are now on a run uh, where we, we just can't put a string of, of good performances together. We're, we're getting beat off crap teams. I mean, everybody listening will probably be aware by this point that Plymouth haven't won the game away from home. Um, in almost a year and obviously they come to Sunderland like MK Dons did um, like Mansfield did in the Cup and, and got that win so do you have any confidence that this team will get promoted? I almost hope they don't get promoted because it would paper over a lot of cracks it's obvious that the squad of players that we have aren't good enough there's a few shining lights yes there's players that I like in there you know I think Bailey Wright Jack Diamond probably the two that you know are particularly and Jordan Willis particularly enjoy watching but the whole team's poor we've got 20 players 21 players going out of contract in the summer that that's huge for me because that means we can actually have a reset I think Lee Johnson's basically playing with his hands tied behind his back at the minute and so is you know the whole recruitment stuff that's going to be coming in I think as a club we just need to accept that this year we may as well just write it off I don't see us getting promoted I think if we did get promoted it wouldn't necessarily be a positive thing because these players would probably end up getting 
extra years on their contracts that they don't deserve. I just don't think we as a football club right now are prepared. You see it tonight. I mean, look at Sunderland tonight as a football club. The pitch, abysmal. The performance, abysmal. The stream, as much as I love Frankie and Danny Collins, they were fine, but the stream was terrible in the sense that it blinks every two seconds. It, it <laughs> Just everything about the club is, is wreaking amateur at the minute. And, and yeah. It's just embarrassing. That's what it is at the start. I just stick by that. It is embarrassing to be a Sunderland fan right now. Deflated, John, particularly after Saturday? Yeah, I think. But then Saturday, you know, it was 3-0 and everything, but I didn't think it, it was any um, anything to write home about. It was a bit, I don't know, it was a bit of a... It shouldn't have been 3-0. I don't think we played well enough to get a 3-0 win, but we did. Um, that being said, yeah, deflated because Plymouth and you know everything that goes with it, we should have won. Um, mm. Simple as that. But no, everything that Connor said spot on. Um, it was just an embarrassing night. And I guess really just sort of rounding off what Connor said, my only hope really is that we can turn it around and change something between now and the next game and use it as a bit of a, you know, surely we can't get any worse than that kind of moment because... I feel like we've had them quite a lot this season, don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, it's it's on par with probably the worst I've seen us tonight. Yeah, yeah. We'll quickly throw up the three-word review on Twitter. The Sunderland fans over on the Rotopore Twitter page have kindly replied with theirs, and as you can imagine, they're not great. Uh, Sergeant Scooter Boy says League One forever does feel like that. I mean, uh, Niall SEFC, there is no quality, or there's no quality. Colin Beveridge, not even surprised. Mine and Canary, don't overreact which is the first sort of level-headed response I've seen on Twitter since after the game. Everyone seems to be in the same boat. Um, Nick Lodeshite, Jason Beatty, party mentality lingering, Matt not getting promoted, uh, Carl Bridgewood, more home wars, Sam Blakey, our Sam, he says, wet, windy, wank. Not all at once, <laughs> there are commas between those words. Um, <laughs> Brownie, League One again, Kieran Harrison, fold the club. I'm not reading that <laughs> one. Steve Reed lost all hope. Stephen Cook meandering towards obscurity. Uh, Ross Robson bring back party. No, thank you. No, Sh pile of shit. Um, Chris Day McFadden watches balls. Um, they're all along the same lines. These let's finish off with this one. Johnson wrong appointment. Don't know about that. No. Uh, yeah, maybe not finish on that one. Let's just finish on fucking dog shite, Kenny Martin. Yeah, everybody is pretty much in the same boat there. I mean, there's another probably 100 replies to this uh, all along the same lines. Everybody is just sick. It's it's difficult to really pull the positives from that game, to be honest. I'm 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 trying to think of, of what positives to potentially pull from it. Connor touched on it, though, John, the pitch tonight. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. I'm not using it as an excuse for the, for the, for the result because both teams had to play out on that pitch tonight. I mean, it was horrific. I've never, ever, I don't think as long as, and I've been going to the stadium light since it opened, I don't think I've ever seen it that bad. That's got to be the worst it's ever been. Yeah, definitely. And, and I spoke to my dad by text. I always give him a shout out these days. But yeah, no, he said the same thing. He texted me saying, I've never seen the pitch that bad. And, you know, a couple of people in our WhatsApp said, you know, if this was pre, if this was pre-COVID or COVID wasn't on, you know, would we have even played this game? Um, it just, yeah, it didn't. It wasn't playable. It was a leveler. I hate that phrase, but it was a leveler in a way because you saw a lot of players who we know have a lot of ability, um, definitely struggling. Um, I say a lot of ability, quite loosely, tongue in cheek there, but but no, there was only a few positives. You know, McGeady for parts of the game was good. Diamond again had a really good game. Um, Sanderson was solid, but 
I think beyond that, you know, you're looking at um, kind of really struggling to pull any positives out of performances, and and you you can say it was because of the pitch in in one or two of the players, but the rest of them, you know, they'd have done that on a pristine pitch at St George's Park, you know. So um, I don't know. Yeah, difficult to drag with positive. The positive is that it's over. Maybe that's a positive. It's finished now. Yeah, well, we have to play at home again on Saturday. Oh, brilliant. Reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, good luck with the grounds when trying to sort that out. I think we do even more bad weather. Um, is there any positive you can extract from that, Connor? You're normally quite positive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm normally trying to find positives, but for me to win a game in League One, you need at least two players to play a 7 out of 10. Um, at the weekend, we won because Charlie White scored a hat-trick. I know he, he was... Well, didn't necessarily have the, the best game off the ball, but he scored a hat-trick. That's why we won the fixture. Tonight, we had a team full of fives. You know, there, there wasn't... I know there's players that That's maybe played That's been generous. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> five, Basically, five. The, the, the whole 11 was... Yeah. It was effort and nothing more. There was no quality. The only quality we had was the goal we scored, but then McFadzian, who provided that quality, then let us down pretty much with both goals, came from his side. So, no, I, I don't have any positives. Um, I thought... Lee Johnson got his his team selection wrong as well. I don't think he got that right today. I think throwing Winchester and Scowen in there in a two, especially with Winchester only being here what a week, I, I didn't think that made sense. I would have played Ledbetter in there, and to be honest, the persistence with Scowen at the minute's baffling because I I don't think he's been very good for a, all season. To be honest, I, I I don't understand how he keeps keeps getting in the team, especially over Elliot Embleton. So um, to be honest, I'm not really that impressed with the manager at night, and I've been quite a big fan of him since he's came in. Yeah, I think. Oh, I'm. I'm gonna just stick up for Johnson in this sense that it's a pretty much. It's it's pretty difficult really to judge him at the minute. I mean, he's gonna make mistakes along the way, of course, but these players are just not not doing the job. They're not. Um, and I, I think I think I I mentioned in our chat, but I thought under Parkinson, Denver Hume was probably our best player, probably most consistent player, or or he wasn't fantastic, but he was probably our best player in that glum period under Parkinson. And I just feel like we're missing him. We're missing the width he gives us, um, both defensively and defensively. I mean, like you've just touched on, Connor, both those goals, McFadzi and Shotton. The first one, he kind of just goes missing. Then the second one, he gets sucked in. Him and McGeady get caught too close together. And then when the player advances into the box, he's just nowhere near him. It's like the guy's never defended before. Every week, mm. now he's costing us with with the, with his defending. In fact, he gets away with it more often than not. And I know we'll, we'll come on to Markham, but... Um, it's just disappointing that he wasn't able to back up that great assist he got with with a with a all round decent performance because God knows we need to see these players stepping up the ones who are the ones who are featuring ahead of lads who were out injured they're just not cutting the mustard at the minute John other I think that's the problem in it in League One and and you can argue you know we struggled to, uh, we're struggling to bring a squad together and all that because of League One and COVID and all the different reasons but you know we do have expectations and and that's not deluded expectations we've, we've all been Sunderland fans a long time we're all realists to a point and you're exactly right you know if McFadden was brought in to challenge Hume and to be a kind of a, a you know a second left back in that position but he's not shown any of the qualities that Hume's got he's a completely different player at times like you've said that the stuff that he does that are positives are not left back qualities they're left wing back left left winger qualities and the stuff that he does absolutely like horrendously on a regular basis are the bread and butter the 101 of being a left back the stuff that you get taught as a nine-year-old learning how to play the play the game left back so for me that doesn't strike me as a good signing to cover Denver Hume who 
for, for again for everything you've said the inconsistency he has fine you know that's a negative but he does he does the rough stuff pretty well he gets he comes flying back if he's gone flying forward he's got pace on him he's got energy he drives at players you know people whinge about his crossing but you know something that can that's something that can be improved it's a, it's a skill it's an attribute you can work on um you can't he's what is he 27 McFadden like it's just it baffles me that there's people in this league that we're signing that can't seem to play football, to put it well, frankly. Well, to, to butt in there, John, he was released by Plymouth in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and weird, weirdly, he was one of their better players because, again, I've brought it up in the chat, but a mate of mine's an Argyle fan and he really raved about us buying him. He was saying he's a quality player, he gets loads of goals, He's a, you know he brings people into play. They were saying, oh, he's a, he's a good wing-back, good winger, sometimes played centre-mid. We've played him left-back like on his own pretty much on that side and it's like I just I, yeah I mean even when he started and he was playing in parky ball and he was on that wing back role um, he had one game I think where he was good and I was like here we go you know this is this is a player this is what we needed with Hume being out and yeah he's just not he's not living up to it I don't know what it is I don't know if it's the, the, the overall of playing for a big team you know you worry about some of the players we've brought in having that same problem in the past Um I don't know, but yeah, there's a few others as well um, mm. that are worrying. Like you say, you know, they've been brought into cover, and it's just not not really good enough. So yeah, yeah. let's get into the meat and drink of it. Then the the um, let's pull the performance apart a bit more. We'll go into the player ratings. Uh, Connor, you can start with Lee Burge because um, I really haven't got anything to say about him. I'm hoping you do. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much. I gave him a five. Um, same. Yeah. Maybe. Same. Yeah. Same. Maybe he could have done better with the second goal. I felt that that wasn't you know, really in the top corner. I think maybe he could have got across, but ultimately he's just let down. He's let down by the defence in front of him. I thought they were both yeah. two poor goals to concede. And I saw somebody make an interesting point that our we don't give up many chances, but the chances we always give up are good quality chances for the opposition. And mm-hmm. tonight it was exactly the same. Can't think of Plymouth doing much, but they get two very, very good opportunities from us. And we never carved out an opportunity really like that throughout the game. So frustrating, but yeah. five, five for Burge. John, mm. you can have McFadden then. <laughs> I put him as a four. Um, I actually put him as a five after the first half because I just thought, give him a chance. He's he's sort of trying to get into the game a bit, whatever. Um, and then obviously I was feeling quite positive when he gave an assist for the goal. But then I was just, I just, you know, I thought overall he's done nothing but that assist. He was in the wrong position. He was he was poorly out of play and getting overdone with with pace. And yeah, I put him as a four. I mean, you could even drop it lower, but I thought I've been harsh on these pods before. I'm going to give him a four. Yeah, I gave him a four mainly just for the assist. I think that's that's about it. Um, it's difficult to it's difficult to make a case from other than that. It's it's just a case of you know what would I have given him if he hadn't got the assist. But um, yeah, Bailey Wright next is quite an easy one for me. I think um, I did have him down as a six, and then right at the end, you know, when we're trying to put pressure on, he gave away a stupid foul that just played into Plymouth's hands, let them buy some time in injury time. Um, so I knocked him down a mark for that because it was just unnecessary. Uh, but otherwise, he was pretty much. A, st- a steady, steady Eddie. Really, he didn't do anything. Um, I thought the only thing. I thought the only thing he did. Danny Collins actually made a really good point in the first goal. He looked like he was just flat-footed. So as the guy took on McFadden, he didn't move. And then Willis has come right. across chasing his man. And you know, all right, you can't expect miracles. But if he was in the way of that ball to to Willis's man, then Willis wouldn't have had to stretch to get there. So I th- I did mark him down for that. So yeah, I put him as a five. Yeah. Yeah, Connor, you're next up with Jordan Willis. Uh, went off injured. I was gonna say, yeah, he just. I don't think it was. Well, yeah, doesn't really have much written down. He was for the goal. Should he be getting beaten at the front post? There, I'm not sure, but 
Yeah, yeah, I agree actually, John. Yeah. I think he should have done better. Yeah, so I had him down as a as a five just simply because he hadn't done anything particularly positive and I thought maybe he could have done better for the goal, but obviously when you only play thirty five minutes it's not it's not really fair to yeah, go through it, him too hard. It, he, he, the tackle he made when he got injured was a good tackle as well. But um it the, this is the worrying thing with Jordan Willis, he's just constantly injured. Um you know, he was fantastic on Saturday. Everybody was singing the singing his praises, and then he goes again today and gets injured. And maybe a good look at. And I'm not. I don't want to. I don't know his situation particularly, but I don't want to dig him out too much. But the manager, maybe you know, with that pitch tonight, was it the right decision to put somebody who's had injury problems in? But he was human when he know. came off, wasn't he? Like he ran straight mm. down the tunnel. Well, ran, walked, hobbled straight down the tunnel. Yeah. So like, well, it must maybe- be frustrating as a player, mustn't it? To mm. To keep to keep losing your place through injury because yeah. he's probably going to be out on Saturday now. But he's also out of contract at the end of the season, so he's probably thinking the last thing I need is is three months yeah, on the sidelines, exactly. which means that yeah. I probably lose a thousand pound a week off my wage. So you know, if I was him, I'd be pretty annoyed if it was yeah. the pitch that that got him injured. John mm. Sanderson, John. Um, I give him. You're going to hate me because I know you don't like decimals, but I give him six point five. Um, <laughs> I had him as a seven in the first half. I thought he did really well right back. I just thought at centre back. I do think he's a good centre back. I just thought at centre back he um, he he was sort of. I know that we were sort of playing to try and win in that second half, but I just thought I thought that he could have made a bit more movement from centre back. He was very static. Bailey Wright was even coming forward at times, and I just thought I just wanted Dion to push up and make a third man because they they would just drop in ten behind the ball. So I dropped him for that because I just saw him stood there a couple of times just staring forward, and it was like get forward, man. You know, like power's gone forward, but. He was good, and I I would like to point out that I really do feel like if Willis is out long term, forget his career, Willis's career. <laughs> I really do feel like a good partnership could be Sanderson and Wright if he work if Johnson works with him, and and because I do think they complement each other, and um, I do think he's a bit of a centre back. I did sort of argue that he was a right back on the last pod, um, and I now hate myself. I think he can play both positions, but I do feel like he's more of a centre back, and I feel like we've got. Some options at right back now. I don't know. Well, Luke O'Nine's been on the bench the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? Yeah, the last couple yeah. of games. So, um, that could be a possibility on Saturday. We could see O'Nine back. I don't know how. If he's been on the bench for the last two games, you'd at least think he's close. Hopefully, so, hopefully. Yeah, but the other thing with Sanderson is, and we've, I think we've mentioned this on on the Rotoport Twitter page, is that um, obviously there was the report this week that Cardiff came in and approached Wolves and tried to loan him. Um, which would have obviously meant if they'd accepted that he would have to terminate his spell here. And that sort of makes me think, like, oh, we're missing something with this lad, you know, because he, he was at Cardiff last year, he played consistently um, in the championship, and they've come back in for him this year. Obviously, obviously they've went and signed um, Cruz, Captain Oven instead. But the point stands is that this lad is highly thought of by a team in the league above. And in a, in a squad which lacks maybe a bit of that extra special quality, that championship quality, Mm. Is he a player that we're not given enough of a chance to? Because you know, if he's good enough for a team in the championship, he should be good enough for Sunderland at this stage, shouldn't he? Yeah, and I think I think that's probably why he hasn't been playing centre back because we've got Wright and Willis fit, you know, potentially. So they've moved him to right back tonight because of you know power playing out of position um, the last couple of games. But yeah, I think it's probably forced his hand a little bit if if Willis is injured now, um, and hopefully for me, I think he'll hopefully he'll start centre back next week. Uh, on Saturday, rather. So, yeah, I'll take Josh Gowan. Then uh, had him down as a five at half time, and then in my um, WhatsApp chat with me mates, I thought he'd done poorly, and a couple of lads were like, "No, no, I, th- I think he's played all right. He's he's going looking for the ball. He's the only one who's pretty busy in there." 
And then second half, my God, the drop off was horrendous. He just he was second half. He was probably the worst player on the pitch, maybe beside yeah. Wyke. Uh, yeah. Maybe a lot. Maybe those two were probably the worst two on the pitch second half. And I mean, it was sort of summed up right at the end when he had a shot from range that just hit Rose Ed. He, I don't know what it is. With Scowen, you'd think under under Johnson, somebody he's been successful for in the past when he was Barnsley manager, you'd just think that Scowen would would have that little bit of something about him. And he's a player who we signed from the Championship, who we're told is a Championship player. Sadly, we're not seeing it at the minute. He's it's, other than the odd bit of quality here and there. Um, over 90 minutes he just doesn't seem to be able to do it and in, in that two tonight he struggled for me so. I, think, I think he's looking a bit knackered maybe a bit mentally knackered maybe as well. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, anyways I gave him a three I don't know if anybody disagrees Ooh. with that I gave him a yeah. four I did, I did I the same as you I did, I did think the same as you he was a five first half four the second but three is harsh <laughs> mm, maybe maybe when you when you look through me scores, but yeah, I th- I just, yeah, poor second half. Winchester, then I think that's you, Connor, is it? Yeah, yeah. go for it. I didn't see much from tonight. I feel like um, from the what twenty minutes we saw, well, half an hour we saw the weekend, and then pretty much what he played seventy eight minutes tonight. I, I I don't haven't seen really what we're getting with him. He looks quite big, but he doesn't really put his weight around too much. He's passing, just looks steady. I feel like we've kind of just signed a. Um, a league to centre midfielder who maybe could play in League One, but you know it's early doors. You don't want to write the boy off, but you yeah, just feel like it, it. It doesn't fit into the mould of what we were told when Johnson was coming in. He signed a twenty-seven-year-old from a League Two club. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I've, I've not been too impressed, but obviously I'm not going to write him off. It's yeah, it's early doors, isn't it? It's like one, yeah. and the what the one thing I would caveat that with is that uh, the pitch again. Yeah, I think I think central midfield play, and maybe that's where I've maybe been a bit harsh on Scone. I don't know, but in the center of the park, I mean, the middle of the pitch was the worst part of the pitch tonight. Yeah. the ball just doesn't move yeah. very well, and you 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 find you're just chasing a lot of the time, so it's yeah. difficult. And he was involved in the goal, but uh, you haven't gave us your mark actually before oh, John steps in. <laughs> five. Okay, what do you reckon of him, John? Yeah, no, same uh, same as what you guys have said. I think to be fair, the pitch the pitch ruins his style of play as a player. You can see he wants to get the ball, he wants to run with the ball, he wants to make attacking passes um, and it really stifled him tonight, properly stifled him in the pitch. But he looked like he was working hard, he looked like he was up for it. Um, so there's some positives there, um, but he's got a bit of a hot head. I don't know if it's just because it's his starting debut or whatever, but yeah, five, same as you, Connor, to be honest, didn't see enough of it to, to give him any more. The, the the point about being a hothead's quite interesting actually because um he'd been booked and then there was another mo- I think he got clipped and it wasn't I think he made a meal of it like he went down yeah. rolling about and but the aftermath he's screaming in the referee's face and yeah. I'm just thinking you're on a yellow card you know what I mean yeah. you, you might want to calm down a bit and the replays would have made him look silly had he been sent off because there was nothing in the tackle really uh next is Jack Diamond John um I, so I don't know whether I'm being harsh on him but I gave him a seven. Um, mainly because I think as the game went on, he was going up and up and up. I had him at an eight at one point. Uh, he was running with the ball. He was doing his usual thing and trying to take on players. Lots of guile, lots of attacking intent. Um, but yeah, towards the end, don't know whether he was just tired out running on that pitch with all the mud, but he was just giving the ball away a bit. He was running too far. He was doing a bit of a what more and getting tackled at the last minute, um, playing bad balls or kind of playing the wrong choice of balls. But what, so I gave him a seven in the end, but what I have seen of him, I think, is that he's definitely coming on strong, which we all thought he would. Um, he needs more games, he needs more experience, and I think we've really got a player there. Um, I sort of said in the chat that I would be surprised if championship teams aren't looking at him because he's he's got some real quality, and if they're going to mop up from down below like you think they are, um, he'd be our 
kind of prime asset i think that um <laughs> that we could make money on saying those fateful words yeah. but but yeah i think um I, I honestly don't hope that they are i i hope they're not in a way but um he's 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 played really well tonight at seven for me i agree and i think the the problem is that people see some of the things I mean, he's trying not coming off and you've got to think well it was one of those team performances where like nothing came off but yeah. he was trying he was trying to force the issue he wasn't he wasn't predictable with his play like that like that mm. bit at the end where he carried the ball three quarters of the length of the pitch and then didn't the final pass wasn't great yeah. but it was the fact that he'd actually thought I'm going to get the ball and run with it and carried up the pitch you know like I like that and we shouldn't yeah. discourage young players from being expressive particularly creative ones so I hope I hope people recognise that because um, you're not going to get like a stellar performance from a player like Diamond every week. But you've got to you've got to have faith in him, and and he's a young lad. He's gonna he's gonna have off days. But today, I thought he was one of the better players. Yeah, and he was unlucky not to get him an assist. There was that we haven't really touched on it, but that chance from O'Brien in the first half where it was a great run and cross from Diamond, and then O'Brien sort of flicked it, and mm. the keeper just about saved it. Um, he could have had an assist. So. Yeah. Um, for me, I thought, yeah, he had a canny game. What about you, Connor? Yeah, Adam down as a as a six. I really, really like him. I think he's a good player. I just um, I felt like as a team today, where attacking play what wasn't quite clicking, so I, I would begrudge giving no, anybody, anybody more than a six. But one thing I would say on Diamond, which I've been thinking about a lot, is as I see a lot of fans, uh, particularly on social media, sort of him and Hume say they don't rate them, they don't think they're good, don't have the end product. They say it quite a bit, and I just hope that we don't have a George Honeyman situation whereby where a player who is actually decent seems to get sort of booed out the club because he's a local lad coming through. I hope that doesn't happen. I think John's right, Connor. Your, your clubs in the league above are going to be looking at Sunderland and looking at Jack Diamond because he's he's got real potential. No, I get that. What I'm saying is, is I don't want the fans to... Like, these players who come from the academy are learning their trade right now. Like, we're not buying a mm-hmm. polished player who's 26... You've got to accept that they've got, you know, warts to their game. And that's basically what I was trying to say is, is just don't mm-hmm. jump on their backs because maybe their final product isn't quite there yet because they've only been playing professional football for, in Jack Diamond's case, like a season, if you take half the area out yeah. of Harrogate last year. Yeah, people don't take that into consideration when, they, when they're sort of shouting the negatives. They don't take that into consideration. They lump everybody with the, the likes of the more experienced players that are just playing dross. And it's kind of like... You have got to give them a bit of an inch. It's not to say, oh, it's okay that they're shit. You know, it's like you've got to look beyond it a bit. You've got to look at it like, certainly I do when I'm looking at younger players. And I don't know whether it's because I've coached youth enough because I've played and stuff like that. But I look at what you are seeing and what you can see that that could happen rather than what they're doing and sometimes making the mistakes and then just automatically writing them off. And we're quick to jump to conclusions as some of the fans sometimes. And I think that, yeah, I agree with you, Connor. We need to give them a chance and... And give them a bit more experience and a bit of a pat on the back and corral around them. Same with Dan Neal. So many people are lording Dan Neal up. And so many people are saying, I've not seen enough of him to give him a chance. Well, if you ask me, the fact that people are lording him up, there's enough of him there to give him a chance. No? Like, seriously, like we're in League One. We're not in the Premier League. There's not a risk to taking, to, to putting him in. But yeah, it's it's a funny one with the youth and, and with our fans, I think. Mm, let's rattle through the rest of these. And I've got McGeady. I'm gonna. I'm going for a six. Adam Downs is a seven after that half time. I thought he was probably one of our more productive players. His crossing was good, um, but the, the big negative for me with McGeady was his set pieces. Just so many corners, and I, I mean, obviously the the kick take has only half of it. You've got to have people in the area attacking those balls, and I mean, every week we seem to have ten plus corners, and we don't even threaten the goal with them. 
Um, and McGeady's, for some reason, he, I'm guessing this was a direction, but the, the crosses were all going like high and the back stick, but they weren't, we weren't doing anything with them. They're just, this is, I mean, this is maybe a wider point, and we won't go into it too much because I don't want to get on. But um, the 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 set pieces, I mean, we really need to work on those because mm. because we get so many corners and we do nothing with them. Okay, Aidan O'Brien next. Then Connor, I think to you. Um, yeah, O'Brien the goal scorer. Yeah, you got to praise him for for scoring the goal. Good header, good finish, and unlucky as you say in the first half, not to have scored as well. So I gave him a six. I thought of the the two strikers up front. Uh, he was the one that looked more interested I'll put that nicely he looked more interested than Charlie White but I gave him a six okay John I'll let you you said you didn't want him (laughs) before we even recorded but yeah you've landed on Charlie White I've just got what the fuck written down yeah I don't know what to give him out of ten I've literally just written Wyke as in like same old shit different week and yeah I mean we obviously said at the start of the programme you know well I said at the start of the programme he scored three didn't play well we didn't play well so you can't think, oh, he's a rejuvenated player. This is what he does week in, week out. And, you know, uh, I, I'm sick of talking about it, sick of talking about how we need someone like that, it, how it changes our game. It changes all all of our play. You know, we talk every week, it seems, about our attacking play getting better or attacking play this, attacking play that. Well, whether we're going well going forward or not, you need someone to put the ball in the net. So... You know, there's a decent number nine will put half chances in the back of the net and the chances that White's getting. White's getting like laid on chances and putting them wide. And tonight he just didn't even, he was nowhere near the ball when he needs to be. He hardly touched the ball, don't know where he was half the game. Um, and he just has games like that. And yeah, didn't really want to talk about him, but I did there. Um, I, <laughs> I, give, I give him a three. I think we have to go back to the Chris Wynn, Charlie White rating skill, don't we, from, from yeah. last week. It's like, does he get a point for putting his shoes on? Does he get a point for just, you know... Tonight, he was... Comp- and I tweeted this. He's, he was completely anonymous. Just yeah. forgot he was on the pitch until near the end when he started giving loads of fouls away. Yeah. Um, and it, it's so frustrating with Charlie White because how can you follow up a hat-trick at the weekend with a performance like that? You would, do you know, is he, going into the game on Saturday, he'd been crap. And yeah. he got a hat-trick and I thought, there's your chance to, to press on and... Uh, yeah. And to... And, 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 you know, solidify your place in the team for the rest of the season. Show why your doubters are wrong. You know, yeah. put yourself about. He's six foot four, man. It, yeah, every, it's just so frustrating. Sorry, John, but it's so frustrating watching a striker that size do yeah. nothing with his with his frame. You know, yeah. I mean, he, Niall Quinn would cry watching him. Like it's yeah. that, that's that's just what's depressing as a fan when you've watched players like that when you were younger who yeah. can play that role, who are that big. You know, who can, you don't even have to be Niall Quinn's standard. I'm just talking about holding up the ball and doing something. Like mm. he, he's he's anonymous for large swathes of games, and like you've just said at the start when you start talking about him, he it's every week we're we having the same discussion every week with Charlie White. Saturday was a complete anomaly. He's got ten goals this season. I've got no idea how. Yeah, and ninety percent of number nines and strikers after scoring a hat trick, they use the confidence. They're they're full of it, and the next game. They do well. I mean, there's probably some science out there that suggests they score after having a hat trick. You know, every number nine gets a goal the next game or something. It's ridiculous. This is the worst performance of a number nine, I think, after scoring a hat trick I've ever seen. It was horrendous. It was just the worst I've seen. Anyway, I'm, I'm sick of talking about it. Yeah, I know. Let's, let's not drone on about it. I give him a seven. I'm <laughs> <laughs> He would give him a seven. 
Connor, you can take the substitutes because we don't want to go on too much longer. With I those, so. I'm the one who's a bit more concise than you two that just blah, blah, blah. Yeah, around. go on. Uh, power, six. Uh, thought he did, does okay going forward. Defensively, didn't really do that much wrong. Six. Maguire, five. Didn't see enough of him, really. Uh, feel like he's just been miles away for months now. Uh, mm. M. Bolton came on, felt he was a bit loose with the ball, was a bit disappointed, gave him a five. And Ledbetter uh, wasn't on long enough, really, to make that much of a difference gave him a five uh the last point really to make is is the fact we haven't even mentioned this Plymouth was sat on a bus for eight nine hours today <laughs> and yeah. they played on that pitch tonight which was boggy in the one like how 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 mental is how much of an advantage did we have going into tonight's game for that reason and and, and we ended up more, beat. more than most more than most yeah, do. like this is it like it's one of those situations and if you can't get your players to play better there does come a question of what he said and what he's done. And, you know, there's an argument of, is it Lee Johnson or is it is he just struggling to polish the turd in the sense of he's just dealing with players who, who are shocking and haven't got the heart? You know, I said a point about it being Sunday League. It's like watching a Sunday League team. Well, I, I know Sunday League teams that would give a lot more heart than our players did tonight. I'd say that much. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's frightening. Yeah, man, the match I've gone for O'Brien. thought he took his goal well. Was unlucky not to get that one in the first half, which he flicked towards the goalkeeper. Thought he was gen- generally busy, involved. I mean, O'Brien's not perfect, but what I do like about him is he puts his cell about and he gets involved and he he drops in for the ball and tries to make things happen, which when you're watching Charlie White play in the same game, <laughs> it's night and day, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to like rave too much about him. I just think out of a bad bunch, he was probably the best player tonight. Yeah, I'd have gone with Diamond, but it, O'Brien, I can I can see where you're coming from. I think O'Brien's um, he's definitely tried a lot harder than than White. I think the problem with O'Brien is he's got more mistakes in him than he has decent moments. I think so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Though he did this, he's had one of his better games there, and they were so shit as a team. Then maybe O'Brien would get man of the match. Yeah, I'd I'd already have, I'll give it to Frankie and Danny because. I think they did a pretty decent job considering how poor the game was. In fact, they've done a pretty... Considering how bad the football's been this season, they've, they've done a, a good job for trying to... Stop, stop kissing their arse. Stop keep kissing their arse. Well, Out of Frankie's arse. Well, more Danny. I love Danny. <laughs> now you can give it to who you want to, Connor. Uh, right, okay. Uh, we'll rate the manager as well, quickly. Because I, I, I keep forgetting to do this. Uh, I know I know you weren't too keen at the start there, Connor, with, with Johnson. No, I probably give him out of 10? I'd probably give him a, a five because uh, ultimately I don't even know if it would have mattered what formation he put them in tonight because they clearly weren't uh, going to be at the races. Um, maybe it's his job to motivate mm. them better, I don't know, but it's not his squad. It's not his, his team yeah. players, so I give him a five. I give him a six just to wind Connor up. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm going with a five as well. I, I was wondering why he was kicking off with a ref at the end. I know. I noticed we haven't we haven't actually touched on this, but the, um, the <laughs> penalty sort of decision in the first uh... half... Mm. Uh, where White goes past the defender and do you know slowed down? It looks worse than it did in real time because the defender has his hands out. You mm. know, if he if he doesn't if he doesn't raise his hands towards White, then mm. maybe he's got to. But yeah, I I I felt they were robbed a bit there. Maybe that's what Johnson was kicking off about. Anywhere else on the pitch, that's a that's a free, free kick. kick. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it he, gave, he gave about ten of them that were yeah. just like that Stormwall across the pitch. So, yeah. So that that would have changed the game, wouldn't it? You would have it's thought. League One League One refs though. It's every week and Lee Johnson. If he isn't used to it, he needs to get used to it. Because um, it's shit. It's shit. I mean, like, we get it the other way as well. Like, Chris did make that point. I hate making that point because it is true, but we do get it the other way sometimes. So, yeah. that was just really shit tonight. All right, then. Well, we'll wrap up there. I think it's we've we've, we've depressed people enough. It's uh, 
<laughs> it's not nice to talk about a loss, especially against a team you were hoping you would beat. But um, this is Sunderland, isn't it? We've done this a few times this season. Mansfield, like I said at the start, uh, MK Dons, teams who couldn't buy a win away from home come Wigan. to Sunderland and the manager. Bottom of the league, Wigan. Wigan. Do you remember bottom of the yeah, league? Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah we, we've we've just, yeah, we our home form is concerning and the, this is what's really worrying us is when we, we're, we're getting these games against teams that... Um, you would expect to to win. We aren't doing it, and some it it kind of feels as a fan base. We're all just waiting for the tide to turn, and I definitely felt like that was going to be the case tonight. I felt after Saturday, I just felt like tonight was the chance to get get in amongst it, particularly with um with Lincoln right up there having their game called off. There's another team we could have pulled ourselves closer to, and we ever since we entered League One, we just have not taken these opportunities all the way back to when Jack Ross was manager we just we've never done it um, mm. and it's it's tough but yeah all we can do is dust ourselves down as Steve Bruce would say and go again uh, so yeah thank you very much lads for joining us and uh, be sure everybody to catch the extra show which um, I think Brett's hosting this week so providing there's not a disaster that will go out and uh, we might be back at the weekend with the player ratings if it's not me it'll be and so thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll catch you later Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.